Hey, this is Joseph Thompson. Thanks for listening to the Open Spaces podcast. Why don't you sit back, relax, and join me as we take a journey together into wide open spaces. Welcome back to episode two of season two on the Open Spaces. Today, I have a really special treat for you. I have someone with me who is a son, a friend, a brother. I mean, he is so many things all wrapped up into one. And this is a man that I've done life with for 20-something years, a man that I've come to love as if he were my own brother. And we've done a lot of fun stuff together. We've done ministry together. And so why don't you join me and welcome my precious friend, Kenneth Clark. Hey, Kenneth, welcome to the show. Man, it is so good uh, to be with you today. Kenneth, I'm so glad you're here. And I want us to talk about a few things. But before we do, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your family, your precious three daughters? Just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, um, I'm married to uh, the beautiful uh, Hope. Uh, we met uh, back in 2001 in Colorado Springs where I was uh, going to school and uh, got married in 2003, uh, moved to Orlando, Florida, 2006. Hmm, what did you move here to do? Uh, to, 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 to join ministry with you, help plant a church. Uh, uh, so, and then uh, begin uh, constructing the family, uh, which is a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, we've got three girls, uh, now 13, 11, 9, uh, I have no idea what where, I'm doing. Where did the time go? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, the other day, my daughter walked out, and I was like, who is this woman in my house? Yeah. You were a kid yesterday, yeah. and now she is a woman. She's 13, built like a woman, yeah. but still uh, uh, conducts herself as a 13-year-old. Yeah. So I, I don't, I've got no, no books. I've got, I got nothing. I'm trying to, trying to figure it out. So and we're so, all learning on the job. All be... learning on the fly. I thought I had it figured out. Like I thought I was pre- doing pretty good, and then, then I realized, you know what, I, I have a lot to learn and get better at. And so... Well, you know what? You have three amazing girls, and each one of them has a completely different personality from the other. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because you would think that since they all come from you and Hope, they'd all be similar to you and Hope, but they're not. Yeah, you would think uh, um, growing up without uh, having a a dad or really the early years without having a healthy structure of a family that you would just think, man, if they all come from the same house and, and, and somewhat of health, that they would all kind of just fall in line and, and do the thing, uh, the right thing. And so I think learning how to adapt to each of each of, of my daughters in their individual ways is really what separates from trying to be a, a, a good parent to, to trying to be a great parent to understand how they tick. And so one of my daughter acts very much like her mother. Uh, one of my daughters acts very much like me. And then one of the daughters uh, is a blend of the two. Is of a blend. Actually, the, nothing like any of us is oh. the nicest one in the whole family. And so uh, uh, we got one that wants to be right, one that's emotional, and one that's like, "Cool, let's just go, let's just have fun." And so uh, I won't say their name just in case they're listening. I love them all. I yeah, love you. I love you, girls. Yes, absolutely, brilliant. See, you've already that's great emotional intelligence and great parenting. Hey, Kenneth, you know you said something that um, I want to bring out a little bit. You mentioned growing up without a father. One of the things that I've come to admire most about you 
is how well you've adapted to life and circumstances and how well you've, what kind of a man you've made of yourself as a father, a husband, a Christ follower, a leader, a pastor. Um, I've said to you oftentimes that I've watched you and my younger brother, Usman, and uh, the way that you parent and father your girls uh, has makes me envious. I wish that I had done as good a job parenting my kids. By the grace of God, because I have an incredible wife, my kids turned out really well. They're all adults now. But when I look at you and my younger brother, um, I'm blown away by how well you parent your girls. Tell me what it is that gave you that impetus, considering you didn't have a father f- figure growing up. Yeah, I think I've always tried to uh, uh, figure out how, how I could fill in those pieces that I did not have. For years, it was out of frustration that I wanted to get better. But then I, I was reading a book and, and I read that if you had gotten everything that you thought you deserve, you wouldn't have the motor to become the person that you are. And that just really, really kind of revolutionized the way I process and thought. I just thought, man, if I got everything I wanted or thought I needed, then I wouldn't be who I am. And so I kind of took that. And then I just consume information. I, I try to read as much as I can. I've learned that from you. Um, somebody that was never a reader a decade ago, I probably read two to three books now a month and yeah. enjoy that. And then I think I get around people that, are doing well at areas that I either have not done yet or things that I'm navigating through. Why, why should I have to suffer through it when they have the resources to really help me? And so I ask a ton of questions over the 20-year journey that we've been together. You may have said, man, I've, I wish I would have done some things better, but you've taught me that. I've been able to take that and realize I like that. Let me, let me put that in my recipe I don't want to do that. Let me take that out. And so I, I think God has always brought certain men in my life over the seasons that I've needed to really make make make, yeah. make it where I'm where I am now. It, Kenneth, I don't even I don't even want to attempt to make this emotional. But you know, you one of your greatest assets and qualities is your humility, your willingness and hunger to learn and grow, even when. Your hackles rise. You may not like the way someone said something to you, but if you believe it to be of benefit to you, you'll take it. Yeah. We can see that you're ah, I've grinding. Never, I've never been upset in a meeting. I've never been upset. <laughs> I don't show emotion. Yeah, I don't know what that, that's completely fictitious. Yes, 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 I'm sure. <laughs> but I love that about you. I love that. It, it's made you an incredible leader because you're a lifelong learner. Now, you've heard me say this many times that, and obviously, they're not just two kinds, but two more glaring kinds of leaders are what I call intuitive leaders yeah. and learned leaders. A learned leader is one who is a reluctant leader who has to read and study about uh, leadership and things that they need to do. Those kind of leaders are really good in settings where things are even keel and you need a constant forward motion. But uh, intuitive leaders are leaders who are great around change, leaders who know intuitively that this needs to be tweaked, this needs to be made better, this needs to stop because people aren't responding well. And you are very gifted to be an intuitive leader. In fact, I know um, of a recent meeting you had with someone very close to me, 
And she came back raving about that meeting and how you handled it. I won't mention anything else beyond that because I don't want to disclose anything, but it was just incredible. And I said, well, the thing about you is you're such an intuitive leader that you just instinctively know how to lead in that context. And that brings me to my next question, because as such a great leader, and you are a pastor at a local church, uh, and you are uh, at a high level in leadership at that church, Tell me, when you dream about what you love doing, what do you dream about? Man, that's a, <clears throat> that's a great question. I think uh, the, the, my first, uh, in 1997, I went on my first trip. I was a senior in, in high school. and As in missions trip? On a missions trip, okay. yes, sir. And so I uh, was determined if I was going to play uh, college ball. I had some scholarship offers at the time. And so went on my first trip in 97, and that's when I knew uh, that I wanted to to do something that would serve people, and, uh, and and through that lens was through ministry through the local church. And so I don't I've been on this journey, and and most people would think, man, I, I'm now serving at this at a great local church that I love what I'm doing, but it could almost feel like it just happened overnight. Well, I was I was 38 when I finally took that role, and I was in corporate America for for over 20 years in sales and and, and different different environments, and so which I, which I enjoyed. But it wasn't an overnight thing, but God birthed that inside of me. But I'd always dreamed about just being a fabric of, of the community that I felt that God had called me to be a part of. That, that's just not just uh, meeting tangible needs uh, just physically, but also emotional needs, uh, the betterment of, of, of humanity, just moving people forward, yeah. not just from a meal, but really for a full circle of everything that God would have for their life. And so when I dream... I dream of not just a meal, but man, how do I how do I get someone from that doesn't speak English to English so they can get a job that can provide for their family? Wow. How do we get somebody that is one in serving and then full circle or being served and then full circle serving somebody else? And so uh, I dream of places where uh, um, if you've come out of 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 our of our uh, a penal system, you have access to now get back on your feet, not just kind of thrown back to the wayside, but really have access to to taking next steps, like having companies lined up to say, hey, I will I will give this person an opportunity because they've gone through steps. And so I just I love the big picture of a full circle of a story. I am that kid in many of the neighborhoods that we serve that I couldn't read until I was 13. I couldn't. Uh, I slept some nights in a shelter. I've been through some of those things that the community that we serve. And so I think there's two powerful words that really have impacted my life. And that's me too, which is empathy. Mm. Anytime that you can say me too, me too, it changes everything. That's what Jesus did. Mm. That's why he went through everything he could or everything that he did. So he could say, so he could say, me too. Me too. There's nothing that we could ever take to Jesus that he's that he would say, man, you got me on this one. Yeah, I don't know what I don't, it feels like. I don't know. Yeah. I may have to yeah. go back to the cross. Mm. I missed it. I, I don't know. No, yeah. everything that, that we good. would ever face, he could say, me too. So I think for me, it's it's having empathy for where people are at. I love that, Kenneth. I, I love that. I love that you you dream. And and the truth is. 
because I know you well and because I have seen the fruit of all that you've done and continue to do in the community in which you serve. I know that you have a lot of the uh, officials in the city on speed dial because you've built a relationship over time. It wasn't something that just happened. It's something that you invested and spent yourself and time and poured into the community. Uh, there's so many great things that have happened out of that. And I'm so grateful for that uh, uh, gift that God has placed in you because it makes people better. It makes people trust. It makes people believe that God truly is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's what the scripture says. And what you do proves that. So you you may or may not believe this, but we're almost out of time. Uh, I told you that this thing flies so fast. And so I have one last question for you because people may think that Man, based on this conversation, you're a serious dude like me. But they won't know that you are the most hilarious person on the face of the earth, <laughs> that you crack me up so that my ribs ache sometimes. So I'm going to just ask you, tell me, we've done a lot of things together. We've traveled to different parts of the world together. We've eaten pounded yam with our hands. And if you know, you know. If you don't know what that is, <laughs> <Yes>. exactly. <laughs> we've ridden all kinds of transportations and all. And we're about to go on another adventure together, actually, come, coming up in September. But what, to date, is the most fun or funny adventure that you can remember that we've been on? And I'm going to be quiet oh. and let you tell the story. Oh, man, it has to be... Uh, me, you, and our wives, uh, Sholin Hope, a few years back, uh, coming off a Disney cruise. I think we were, uh, we, we did an excursion where we rented the uh, the mopeds, and you are an experienced motorcycle rider. You've had your Harley for years, and so. You've um, never we, ridden a motorcycle? Yeah, I've been on them. You know, I played with them, but not with my wife on the back, and so. Uh, we took our journey. We rented them, and we we were. And what was the instruction? What was your learning experience as you prepared to go out? It was basically get on and just move the, you know, give it gas and, and don't fall. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that was, you know, we pull out and there's traffic. I mean, we we were in uh, what what, that, what was it? Barbados. Barbados, yes. And so traffic is just boom, 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 boom. And so we're we're Barbados or Bahamas. I, I maybe Bahamas, 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 Bahamas. Yeah. And so uh, f- trying to figure that out, and Hope's like, you know what you're doing? I'm like, absolutely. And I absolutely not know. I didn't know what I was doing. I, was, I had to fake it. I, had to, hey, I couldn't tell my wife. I don't know how to drive a bike. Yeah, but, That's but not you're going to sit on the back. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but sit on the back. Trust me with your life. So <laughs> we're going, and you took off. Like, you left. <laughs> gone. Yeah. And so we finally caught up. But then we had, we had the rest of the day where we enjoyed that. But we'd stopped to get coffee at that Starbucks, and, we're, and it just started the downpour. And and the and we thought, oh my goodness, we we're gonna miss our boat. We're a few hours to yeah, we're gonna miss our boat if we don't get back. So it's not gonna let up. So we said, let's call a cab for the ladies, uh, and then me and you will ride the the mopeds back. Well, I was like, I'm not getting wet because I always wear good shoes, <laughs> and I'm not I, you know not today. And so I asked the Starbucks lady for a trash bag. Yes. I said, "Give me a trash bag." So I and what did you do? And I put it on, and you cut a hole, I cut a, hole. a head hole, and then armholes <laughs> in a trash bag, and you wore it. And you said, "I am not doing that." No. And so I get on the mo in the moped, and I'm flapping in the wind, and we get back and. But I was soaking wet. I, we I was still drenched. Remember, while we're riding, cars are zooming by us as if the roads are dry, spraying Hitting us. puddles, splashing us. Uh, we get back, the girl, the ladies are dry. They've gone shopping. Waiting for us with bags. <laughs> we're dripping wet with mud and the mopeds. I will never, I will never get... Another short story, though. You, we were, we were going to Nigeria, and I was sitting in coach. 
and I remember, and we we, we Where was I sitting? We, I was we, in coaching. No, 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 no. We checked in together. We checked in together, and somehow. Somehow you ended up in first class, and they I said, "I said what happened? Me for yeah, free? Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know what happened. <laughs> All I know is that you walk back. You're like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened. No, you know what happened. You know, you you got upgraded to first class. You left me back there and coach. Oh my god, man. <laughs> Kenneth, we have had some incredible adventures, and uh, I just love what God is doing in and through you. You are. One of my dearest friends, um, it's a privilege for me to be a spiritual father for you and Hope. It's, it's a privilege. I, I've often said, and I'll close with this, that you and Hope, for me, are my greatest work in ministry. It's not anything I've built. It's not any money I've given. It's, not, it's, it's seeing the kind of leaders that you've become and the lives that you've transformed. And now it's so interesting because uh, payback is so beautiful because I'm watching you mentor my kids. Right. I watch my kids, my adult kids, go to you for counsel and guidance and direction. And the thing is, I never have to worry. What are they talking to you about? I never have to care because I know what kind of leader you are and how well you invest in them. So man, thanks, man. I'm so glad you came on this program. Other than my wife, this has been my favorite show so far. No, I, I know we're ending, but there's no way that, that I am the man that I am Without your influence, without your sacrifice, I know a 21-year-old Kenneth, when I stepped into your life, is, is, is not what I am now. And that the fact that you stayed the course and, 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 and have been there for hope and I, there, there would be no hope and I. That's a different story, but there is no hope and I if, if it was Maybe wasn't. we'll come back and talk about that. There is no, we'll there is no us without you stepping in and saying, I will do it. And so uh, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not grateful and appreciative of the investment that you've made. And so uh, thank you. I love you. We love you. I love you too, Kate. Hey, uh, guys, thanks. That's all we have. I wish we could just go on and on, but uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week on The Open Spaces. Thanks for joining us on The Open Spaces podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please like it and share it with your friends. We'd really love to connect with you, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Open Spaces Podcast. Open Spaces Podcast.